Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode features traveling muralist Carmen MacLeod. Carmen joined the Artist Academy about a year ago or so after listening to the podcast for a while and now has found herself in Vietnam on a workaway program creating murals in exchange for free housing and food. She reminds me of myself 10 years ago. (laughs) She's doing the thing that most of us think would be fun to do, but might not have the balls to do it, right? Or the thing that we all wish we did, you know, back when we were younger and had nothing tying us down, right? (laughs) She's living the solo female traveler life while building her art brand and gaining new experiences all at the same time. Carmen is another one of those people that I like to follow out of curiosity of what they'll do next and where they'll end up, say, next year or the year after. And if you're interested in signing up for Workaway, I have the link posted here in the notes. It's just workaway.info. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how she prepared to quit her day job, how she saved up for this adventure, and the experiences that she has been having thus far. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Carmen MacLeod. Backstory. So I was supposed to meet Carmen over in Cambodia, and then I got pregnant and my flights got canceled. And so I was like, is this a sign that I shouldn't go? And I started looking up things about malaria and like all that. And I'm like, I'm rolling my eyes at myself now because there's really such a tiny, tiny chance that anything would have happened. But my brand new pregnant mind was like, maybe I should stay home and do so. I didn't meet her over there, but I've been thoroughly enjoying the your videos and your photos and just the stories that you've had so far and that you're going to have. So tell me all about your backstory of how you got to where you are being painting murals in Vietnam right now. Okay, yes, it's quite a long story. So I'll try and give you just the most important things. But yeah, I've been traveling through Southeast Asia for three months now. Uh, My voice is going a little bit too, so uh, my apologies on this. (laughs) Uh, Backpacking through Vietnam is quite the party and my voice is not doing well. It started from a karaoke night and it has not recovered, so... My apologies on this. Anyways, I've been, yeah, I've been traveling through Southeast Asia for three, uh, over three months now. I spent a month in Thailand. I didn't do any painting there. I spent, it was more of a vacation. And then I went to Cambodia for two months, which is, yeah, where Andrea was going to meet me. So Cambodia was where I did most of my traveling artist stuff so far. I haven't actually done much painting in Vietnam. I've been just backpacking and adventuring and meeting friends, but in Cambodia, I was actually living with local people. So I found this through Workaway. And a lot of people don't actually know about it when I would ask. But when I'm traveling through here, I ask people, I mean, because I talk about this to everyone and everyone knows what Workaway is out here because they're travelers. Website where you can basically find people to stay with. And it can be like anything like a hostel, a hotel, a house, literally anything. So I stayed with in all kinds of different places. I stayed with one guy who lived in a tattoo shop slash yoga studio slash guest house on the beach in Cambodia on this like tiny island. That was the most amazing thing ever. And then I stayed in a different fishing village, like a, like a poor local fishing village with Cambodian people. Very unique, very interesting, no furniture, you know, sit on the floor every day. And it was just so authentic and, and so amazing. 
And then I also stayed in a resort. So kind of like bungalow resort in Cambodia. So those are the three places I stayed. And that was in overall like for two months. And so I painted about four or five murals, maybe five murals out there. No, maybe six now. I don't even know. I'm losing count. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing out here. So basically what you do with Workaway, and it's not just an artist thing. And actually I found Workaway through your podcast, Andrea. <laughs> so literally none of this would have been possible without you. Like I heard about it like years ago or maybe a year ago, I don't know, through somebody else who was maybe talking about being a traveling artist too. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then no, so that completely changed my life because that's what got me. I didn't even know you could do this kind of thing until I heard about you and heard about other people who are doing this. So they don't pay me for the murals. They let me stay with them and they give me food. So essentially I'm traveling for free. Now you can, I believe, I mean, Andrea, you've done the traveling muralist thing as well, and you've been paid for it, which is like great. That's kind of the future goal. So far, I've just kind of traded it for things that are of value to me right now. Yeah. And I feel like that's the first start though, you know, because a lot Mm -hmm. of people will sit at home and say, oh, I want to travel and I want to be paid to travel and do all the things. And it's like, well, just like with murals and art, you have to show people what you can do and show people what you're doing. And so, I mean, my my first few ones were for free. I would just go there and be like, hey, I want to paint you something. And they would, you know, feed me lunch or something. Or, you know, I traded a mural for free spa passes one time. Like I'm like, whatever, like I'm in a different yeah. country. And so that way I could promote it. And that's what you're doing right now. You're brand building, like aside from to having fun and doing, you know, you're living the life you want. You're building your brand and showing people, this is what you do. You create murals in other countries. And so it's going to spark the idea for people in the future to hire you to be paid. But I mean, you're essentially being paid in a way because stay in food costs money. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And like, exactly right. It's just definitely building my brand and I'm doing, I'm kind of following your footsteps. You know, I see myself in the future also being, you know, known as this traveling muralist and, you know, saying, you know, I have murals all over the world and people are going to start asking me to come out. And I, I totally see this for myself. And yeah, I'm so thankful that I started doing this. It's amazing. It's not like I need to be making money right now because I saved up enough in order to like not worry about that thing. And yeah, like it's, it's definitely of equal value to not be spending money. Like Southeast Asia is quite cheap. Like, as you know, But I mean, it does add up, especially because I'm traveling for in total, like over a year now. I can keep continuing to extend my travels (laughs) and I'm now deciding I'm not going to come home until like far into the new year. What? So so it started out six months and now you're like, I'm doing this for a year. Logistically, how did you plan for that? So you quit your job, you saved up some money, you started applying for these mural jobs like let's go back to the quit your job part and let's talk about like the funding part as well because a lot of people who are listening to this will be like I want to do that and first off it takes a lot of bravery to do it so I'm excited that you are doing it and so far it's been safe right Mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of people too their their parents will be like absolutely not you're not doing that (laughs) you're not going by yourself but you've met people along the way right yeah oh yeah tons of people I've literally met like lifelong friendships that I'm going to have with me the rest of my life. And I've met people who I feel have like, I had like soul connections with. I'm a very spiritual person. So I feel like I believe in, you know, the souls and all of this. And I've met, like I met one person who I think that was a soulmate of mine. Like we literally knew each other from like a past life. We just knew each other immediately. And we 
ended up traveling together for a month. Like, it's just so amazing the kind of like connections you meet out here. And, you know, even aside from the art, like just traveling is amazing. And now I'm like backpacking and I, I traded my suitcase because I had a suitcase for a few months. And then I traded it. I asked a random person if I could trade them their backpack for my suitcase because I couldn't find a backpack anywhere. And I threw away like half my, or I gave away half my stuff to um, some local people. And I just like hopped on a plane, some spontaneously flew to Vietnam and kind of just going with the flow every day. And so I've kind of done it all the things of how you can do this. So the whole living out of a backpack thing, like I, I took a backpack when I traveled Thailand for 30 days and everybody, a lot of my friends are like, I have, I need a suitcase because I need five different pairs of shoes and I do this and I'm just like, okay, well you do you, but it's really not necessary. And a lot of the times when I would go travel and backpack or do stuff, you'd find that you wouldn't even use some of it. And there was a couple of times where I just ended up you know, leaving clothes that I, I wasn't using, like a jacket. And I was like, eh, I'm in Thailand. I don't need this anymore. And so I just left it there. So it's funny. Yeah, you're doing the thing. So let's go back to quitting your day job. And okay, you decided you wanted to do this. It's a far off thought. You started planning. What job did you have before? And what money did you have saved up? And how did you plan on making money from here on out? This isn't going to be necessarily something that everyone wants to hear because it, it makes it sound a little bit harder than it is, I guess. Because I save a lot of money. Not for this, though. I just kind of have always been really good with money or essentially I used to have more money blocks. And so I always felt like scarce, like I would not spend my money throughout my like my entire life. And I would try to like save my money, but also like I was good at saving, but I also kind of was a bit cheap. And so it worked out in my favor in the end. And I've since you know, over the last little while, like decided to change my money mindset and not act like I don't have enough money for things when I totally do. And now I'm able to buy whatever I, I need and do whatever I want because I do have the money for this now. And so I'm happy that I've shifted that in myself. So I essentially have or had a $40,000, but you don't need this much. Like most of the people around me, like they can go traveling with like two grand and they're okay. But what I would recommend is like save up more than that so that you can invest some of it. So I invest like, so I invested $30,000 into, I, I have an investment lady who kind of deals with this. So I can't really tell you exactly what I invest with. So that's what I do with that. And that just stays put. And then I had $10,000 essentially to spend on this trip. And I didn't know how much it would cost. I had no budgeting planned out. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I mean, and so far, I think maybe I've spent like two or three thousand dollars. Really, that's why it's so easy for me to kind of take this big risk is like I'm quite secure in my finances. And so it's definitely something that helps because I'm able to kind of like not worry about anything and kind of decide, okay, I'm going to go live abroad for this long and not worry so much about the money. But I think that it's relatable to give those exact numbers because that seems like a lot to some people and it seems like a little to some people. I don't think everybody listening to this is going to be like, oh, I need 10 grand to go and go away for six plus months. I, to me, that sounds like nothing. Like you have 10 grand to go away for six months. I met a guy when I was in Thailand and he was going for six months and he had, I'm going to say about $50,000 saved up. And so he wanted to do all of the things like he wanted to stay in the nicer places and he stayed in hostels in some places, but he wanted to experience everything. And so he saved up 50 grand to go for six months. And I'm sure he did not 
spend that going around Southeast Asia because as you said, you've spent two grand or so and you've been there for three months. That's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. Because I, (laughs) when I tell people about my 30 day Thailand trip, I spent about $3,000, including the flight to go over there in about 30 days. So 3,000 for 30 days, including flight and everything. But we did everything. There was nothing... We did the tours, we did the stuff. So just saying your numbers, I think, can help someone else plan. So you have 30000 in a an investment account. Are you able to pull that out or is that like an IRA? No, I can pull it out whenever. I just need to give a few days notice okay. to my investment lady. But yeah, so if I ever needed to like... What investment lady? Like what, what company? Oh. <laughs> oh, it's called Sterling Mutuals. Okay. Um, okay. And, so this uh, is an account that you put it in and she's essentially, she's trading it for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she like, she takes my money and kind of, she deals with all of the, like when the stocks go, or it's not all stocks. It's a lot of like uh, mutual funds. It's kind of like the, don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. She takes my money and she kind of spreads it everywhere so that, and then she kind of trades things like kind of based on what goes up and down and what happens with COVID and this and that. You kept out 10 grand to go around. And I just want to point out too, if somebody is thinking about going away for six months and traveling, that will not get you very far in Europe, but it will get you so far in Southeast Asia. So there's a big difference there mm-hmm. because, I mean, you could do the work away program in Europe, but you're going to spend double there than you would in Southeast Asia, which is part of why I love Thailand and all of the places around like the Philippines. And I haven't been to Vietnam yet, but it's on the list and Laos and Cambodia and all the things. I just love Southeast Asia because the people are great. You meet amazing people traveling around there and the food is great. And I just cannot talk about it highly enough. And so, and I think it's a good starter place too for people who are traveling, but it's cheap. So if you make a mistake, it's going to be a cheap mistake usually Mm. in Southeast Asia. Okay. So what job did you have before you quit? So I was the program leader at a community policing center in Vancouver. So I was kind of like, it was a volunteer run organization and I was managing some volunteers and community programs. Okay. And props to you for saving that much because a lot of people your age will just blow it because they don't have money management. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you saved up that much. And then when did you quit versus when did you leave? So I quit about maybe six months ago. Okay. So when I, I gave like three months notice, the job that I had, like they needed to find a replacement and it was quite a, like, it's something that I needed to give them lots of notice about. So I, I didn't need to, but I knew that it would be helpful for them. So I gave three months notice and then I ended up having my last day, like a few days before leaving for Asia. This decision to leave my job came to me in epiphany. So I kind of just had this like realization that I just really want to like always be free and doing whatever I want. So I was planning to come home from Asia in after two months. And I had this just like realization that you should, I'm like, you should just quit your job and go travel for longer. And that's when I decided, I think I would travel for like nine or 10 months. And then within a week I had quit my job. So I had this like realization. I tend to have these kind of epiphanies quite often. And I feel like they're kind of like spiritual downloads come from something else. Like they come from the universe, like, and they just hit me. And then I can't like let go of the thought. So within a week I had decided, like I had decided on that same day, I literally like I was for sure about it. 
but I waited a week before quitting my job because I think it's good to like think about these things. Of course, you know, when it comes to actually taking action, like trust your intuition, but you know, give it some time to think about and obviously talk to people about it. I can totally relate to these epiphany type things. And I think we all have a different way of looking at it. And I think people listening are, you've at least had one where you had a thought that stuck and you're like, this is a good idea. It's scary. I don't know how to do it, but it won't leave my thoughts. And I have this weird (laughs) thought process around it. I think of when I have an epiphany or a thought that comes into my head that I cannot let go of and that I think is a great idea and that just has like pulls at my heart, I feel like it's a sign from my like future self or something. And it feels comfortable and I feel like I've already done it. So Mm. it's hard to explain, but I feel like it's like my future self telling my now self, hey, this is the route you want to go. You've already done this. Don't worry. It's going to work out, but this is the best route. So here you go. Let me still, let me put this in your mind. I love that. Yeah. And it's hard to, I sound crazy saying that out loud, but that's how my mind thinks. And I've, like you, I've listened to those so many times and then I've been like, thank you, future self, because I would be in a completely different spot if I hadn't have done that crazy, crazy thing that you put in my head. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Like, it's so amazing. And honestly, you sound so normal to me because this is all that I like to talk about. And like, this is like right up my alley. Like, uh, this is so normal to me. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, that's some of the things I talk about. I Like, people probably think I'm so, so nuts. And a lot of people do. But it seems to be working for us pretty well, you know, (laughs) to be believing in all of this and to be trusting our intuition so much. It's just so wonderful to see it happen and like unfold this way. And, you know, you look back at the red thread in your life. I always think like looking back and you talk about this too, I think uh, in your, some of your podcasts, like what connected you to this person and this thing and it brought you to where you are and none of it would have happened with this tiny little like thing, right? Like for me, none of this ever, literally nothing in my life would have happened without one TikTok video that suggested your podcast and your podcast led to like a million different things opening up for me. Like it's insane. Yeah. And I was even thinking, so this obviously everything that I say with this, it starts with, it sounds a little crazy, but this is literally how I think. So I remember when I was first going to join you, you were going somewhere else. You were going to Cambodia, but you were going to be staying somewhere else. And then we decided that we were going to stay at this one place. Did you end up staying at the place that we were going to stay at first? I think I'm trying to think of what the I think it was the poor community. Right. So yeah, so I stayed at both places because I think we had talked about two different places in Cambodia. Both were on like the two islands on South Cambodia. And I think that yeah. I, so yes, I did stay at both places. Okay. Yeah. So, and you, you ended up meeting that girl that you ended up getting along with really well. And so in mm-hmm. my head, I'm like, huh, maybe planning to go with her and then not going with her was her way me or my way of like leading you to her. And now you end up finding, so, cause you would have stayed this other place if we hadn't have tried to switch it around and do the, you know, make accommodations and all of that. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm really glad that you're, yeah. you have a friend now that, and you're staying at this exact place that we had planned to stay at. And yeah, everything yeah. just kind of works together. Exactly. And you know, that's the soulmate girl that I was talking about. Like that was the the person who I met and she literally changed my life. Like, And uh, and I was thinking the same thing. Uh, it's so funny you say this because when I was there, I was telling her about this, like when I was telling her about you and then Samantha and, you know, just how you guys were supposed to come. But I was thinking, I'm like, and for me, I think everything happens for a reason. I think 
you know, you think this way as well. Like everything happens for a reason. So like when I found out that you weren't coming, like, of course it was disappointing. I was like, it's sad that you weren't coming, but I'm very easily able to like, not let these things affect me negatively because I know that everything happens for a reason. And it's so easy to travel this way. So yeah, for those of you listening and like, you know, if, and when you decide to go traveling, it's a really, really good mindset to adopt is everything happens for a reason. Like yeah. anything that goes wrong, because a lot of things are going to go wrong in your travels and things are going to come up. And as long as you can look at it from like, okay, I like I literally see everything as a positive because it's like if one door closes, another is opening. So it's really easy to travel when, when you feel this way. Like, you know, I was held back at the border and I was technically an illegal immigrant in Cambodia for two days, <laughs> which was kind of weird. And it seemed like a negative six situation, but I knew that I wasn't meant to get to come to Vietnam until the next day. That's just how it was meant to be. And everything could be totally different if that didn't happen, you know? Yeah, I can relate to what you said because when I went to the Philippines and in other places, anytime, or Europe, I when we were backpacking, I learned very quickly that get over there, make a plan to stay the first night, and then see what happens. Don't make plans weeks in advance because oh, yeah. you meet people. These people say, oh my gosh, I just came from this place. You should go there. It's the best place I've ever been in my entire life. You should, and I'm like, okay, great. So I, you, you book a ticket there. and Or you meet people and you're like, they're like, hey, I'm going to this place. Do you want to go with me? And you get along with them really well. And if you have strict plans, you can't say yes. So you just, you know, very go with the flow. And I was listening to a travel book about a girl who traveled the world. And she says that her criteria to have people travel with her is that first, you have to be go with the flow. You cannot be that person who wants to control everything and freaks out over if things get interrupted. Like you just have to go with the flow. And that's exactly what you're saying with the, with the traveling. I think things go wrong, flights get delayed plans change and you just have to go with it. Oh, for sure. It's yeah, definitely. It's hard to, you can't be a control freak out here. It's literally not, it's just, you would not have any fun if you, you just really have to go with the flow and it's so much fun to go with the flow. Honestly, like it's really exciting. Like, and honestly, like I'm actually quite a structured person. I, or at least I was (laughs) before I started traveling and I am the kind of person, like when I was planning my trip for Thailand, like I had scheduled all this stuff and planned and planned and had everything like to a T because I do like, I'm a bit OCD with these kind of things. And I'm quite, you know, you know, the women, especially are the ones to more like plan, you know, if you go with your partner, it's like the women's usually doing all the planning and the man's just like, okay, I'll just like come along. But like now that I'm uh, traveling and backpacking through Vietnam, it's like, I want to just, yeah, exactly like what you said. I just, I book my, the day of I'll book my flight somewhere or the day of I'll book my hostel, sometimes I'll book it like right before I need to go. Like I don't plan anything ahead of time. And literally I've, I mean, I've followed people along Vietnam the whole time I've been here. Like I made friends, the first city. And then I think, you know, the next city I went to and I've, uh, I met this uh, group of, you know, English guys and I've been following them through Vietnam. We've been all been traveling together ever since the last like week and a half. And so like, that's exactly what I continue to do. I, I make friends, I go with them and And it's amazing. It's so amazing. I have no idea where I'm going next. So (laughs) like to answer your question, I mean, I have really like, I have broad plans of like what countries I'm going to. And I have exact plans in the Philippines. I have about 
three places I'm staying, maybe four, I think, I think it's three and I'm painting for them. So one of them is a farm, kind of like a, very cool. It's almost like a commune type indigenous village farm thing. They're going to teach me sustainable living, but I'm also, and I'm going to paint them a mural and, you know, stay with them. And then I have like a fancy resort, actually like bungalow type resort thing, but it's on a really beautiful beach also in the Philippines. And then I can't remember what the third one is. <laughs> uh, all of that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I'm thinking too, I'm like, why don't more people do this? <laughs> oh, I know. I, it was always really hard for me to find someone to go with me. So uh, props to you for going by yourself. I went by myself to Morocco and Portugal. And I don't know, I just couldn't find those people that were like my kind of people there. And so it was just kind of hard for me to go through and do that by myself. I also went to Ghana by myself. And I just kind of decided that I really like to have a friend to go with me. And then I met Ryan, my husband, right after I came home from Ghana. And I like, it's so Mm -hmm. funny how that kind of thing works. And so he's been my travel buddy since. But how has your mental state been going by yourself? Because for me, it was hard going and just being and knowing that nobody had my back was a little bit hard for me in the beginning. And just meeting people in Thailand, we, we met people and like other trips, I've met people. But it's hard for me to go by myself. So what, have you had any like weird mental things being by yourself or have you met people immediately? Yeah, well, both. Because I have spent some time alone and I have spent lots of time with other people. There's been times where I've been scared for sure because I'm also a woman and I'm alone and I'm kind of young. And and I'm also beautiful. So, I mean, I'm quite the target out here sometimes, right? And uh, like, yeah, preach it, girl. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, so I definitely, it's uh, like there's been times and I've definitely, you know, I've, had, I've been harassed by some men, some border guards at the border between Vietnam and what? Cambodia. I've been, yeah, no, for sure. I, I've had experiences and I don't mean to scare anybody because it's, it's really like not a big deal. I mean, it's not something that... It's something, unfortunately, that every woman kind of has to deal with when they're traveling long term. Like it's kind of unavoidable. And from what I've talked to other women, it's kind of like everybody's got a story for something that's happened to them, unfortunately. And I mean, it's not so extreme. Like for me, I mean, I'm okay. I mean, things, you know, whatever men will will do what they do. Unfortunately, that's just how the world is, right? But I oh, that's it, so but it's, sad to say. It that's, is, you know, but you're right. That is just how it is because I've talked to other women travelers and there was one Kim, she is a friend and she's the most intimidating female I've ever met. She's tall, she's bigger, she's just like has an intimidating personality. And I was like, okay, you're the person that can travel by themselves. But even she, like she was, she was in India and these Indian officials took her passport and were bribing her and they took her in a little room and was like, you need to pay us money or not give me your passport back. And even her, it shook her. And she is the most the strongest woman that I've met in person. And it just, it happens. But Mm. you generally, you, I mean, you come out alive, you're just a little shaken. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, I mean, you're, you're not hurt, right? It it was just a a weird thing that happened. And you are strong and it made you stronger, I'm sure. And you dealt with it and you moved on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all part of the process. Like that's just kind of, it's another like, it's just all part of the process. It's part of the growing. It's a part of my experience on this 
planet. Like I have to go through, you know, things aren't always going to be easy. And it's just something that that you have to deal with. I mean, everyone has to deal with hard things when they're traveling and, you know, not always feeling safe. And I mean, also, and it's not just women, like men also get the thing with the passport. Like that happens to a lot of people. And I think it actually might happen to men even more. I think women more have to deal with the kind of like the sexual harassment type stuff. And then the men kind of get targeted for money because men are kind of probably seem to have more money. I don't know how, how it works, but you know what I mean? So, but I just look at it as a growing experience. It's something that I can like talk about and it's just part of traveling like unfortunately but I see everything as a positive literally like it's part of my growing experience and like it's growing me in a different way and it's shaping who I become and you know it's teaching me how to be independent like traveling alone was never a plan of mine like I never planned to do this it's so spontaneous everything that I've decided to do is so spontaneous yeah, I always saw myself traveling with another person and uh, with my boyfriend or with uh, a good friend as well. But, you know, when I decided to do this workaway thing, you know, I was going to live with people. I was okay to do this alone, but I had some friends who were maybe going to meet me and, uh, and I, I still do. So this is something I want to continue to do, honestly, for the rest of my life and especially throughout my 20s. So like this turned into just a vacation to a workaway thing for traveling artist thing. And then now I'm going to go live in New Zealand for about six months. I actually haven't even told all my family out in New Zealand about this yet. So maybe I'll send them this podcast. <laughs> I forgot. I, this is like a kind of also a new de- decision, right? That I, I want to go live in a van in New Zealand and find some mural jobs out there, which I knew you would appreciate too and be really excited about. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. See yeah. the world. Girl. Yeah. You, you definitely remind me of a younger version of myself, but you're doing even more traveling than I did because I had to go to work. I, I like I, I would work and then I would travel and work travel. But yeah, you're doing it in a different way. But you definitely I think we're, we're about what 10 years apart, which is crazy. <laughs> but I'm excited to see where you're going to be in three years from now and how many countries you're going to have checked off that list. Me too. I'm so excited. I want to do Europe next. Like after New Zealand, I think maybe I'll go home for like, I think I was in the long term, I see myself uh, continuing to travel and like spending the summers home in BC because, you know, BC, Vancouver, BC, beautiful in the summertime, but rains the rest of the year. So spending the summers at home in Canada and then going during the rainy season for the rest of the year, going and traveling the world. And this is something I see like long term for myself and I will continue to paint murals eventually start getting paid for it. And also, you know, with my podcast. So I started the podcast in Cambodia. I've been podcasting about my journey and also spirituality and personal development is like the main thing, but like linking my experiences as a traveler also with these, you know, all this spiritual growth that I'm going through and all that I'm learning and how it's shaping who I am. And I started to keep a journal in Europe and it lasted for about a week and a half. Then I discovered pub crawls and (laughs) between the pub crawls and meeting people and seeing the new things, I just didn't keep it. But uh, a podcast and I love that nowadays to like back in my day we didn't really like the uh (laughs) the video wasn't even very good so I unless you had a really good camera you weren't even getting good video of things and so Mm -hmm. but I love that you're you're documenting your progress that uh that's going to be such a cool thing to look back on because even the, the little the little details you forget or I forget and I was thinking too when I was your age, I was so interested in partying and having fun. And I would just wanted to have a great time that I don't know that if I could go to Cambodia and for two weeks and just like volunteer, I think I would be a little itchy, be like, okay, I want to go have some fun. <laughs> but yeah. it's, I'm glad to hear that you're, you're doing both. <laughs> 
I like the balance. Like I was kind of dying to party because I was in Cambodia, yeah, for two months and didn't, I mean, I only, like, I didn't party so much in Thailand either for some reason, but in Cambodia, like not at all. Cause I mean, the person I was staying with was either stoner or not anything, like, not doing <laughs> yeah. much, you know, partying. There's not much partying going on over there. No bars, no nothing. And it was nice though, just to be like very chill. So I had so much medit. I was so immersed in like meditation and all this spiritual growth, which was so amazing. And then I was like, by the end of it, I was like, okay, you know, I'm beaming and like, I'm top <laughs> mental health. Amazing. I'm, oh, life's great. But I'm like, I want to go party. I want to go get drunk. Like I'm 22. I'm not <laughs> yeah. dead. Like as much as I do love to chill and like chill by the beach and living in Cambodia was amazing. I prefer to live somewhere. Like living on the beach for me was way better than traveling through Thailand, being a tourist. I'm not much of a fan of the touristy stuff. I like prefer to, you know, chill in a hammock and just like same, really same. be... Yeah. But like, so then I come to Vietnam and I'm like, okay, I want to get drunk. Like I need to party. So then of course, and now I'm a week or two in and I'm so over it because I've been staying at hostels the whole time and it's been crazy. Lots of partying. And now I'm kind of ready to go back to the regular traveling artist thing. (laughs) It's nice I get to go back and forth. (laughs) And you're still with your boyfriend. Yeah. We're being long distance. So we'll be long distance for about a year. Yeah. He's always been really supportive of of all of this is just amazing. Everybody in my life, you know, has been so supportive of what I'm doing. And my parents also like, you know, just everyone's just like, yes, like do your thing because they've raised me to really believe that I can do anything that I want. I can do anything I set my mind to. We're very a spiritual family. And like, I was kind of raised as a hippie and like this mindset of like the manifestation mindset, you can manifest the life you want. So like literally what do you want to do and go do it because you can do anything. And so that's why it's so easy for me to make all these big decisions and just kind of push the norms and do things that are way different than most people because I'm not, I feel like I don't have that same conditioning. I also didn't go to public school. (laughs) I was homeschooled by these parents. And so like the public school system kind of teaches you, you know, you can't be an artist, you can't travel the world and go against the system, right? Uh, You know, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have them to thank for being my parents, you know, kind of anti-institution and kind of like not status quo. Like if it weren't for them and, you know, them teaching me these things and teaching me how to deal with my money, like really it's all because of them. And I've been so supported in all of this, all of the art career and all of the things. So I'm so thankful for that. Uh, That really makes such a huge difference having a support system and not somebody that's like, no, don't go, you know, don't no, like, <laughs> or yeah. parents that are, I mean, I'm sure your parents, they've got to be worried at some point, but they're not holding you back with their worry. No, it's impossible to not worry about me out here. Of course, they kind of just trust that everything's going to work out the way it's meant to just like how I feel this way. Right. Like it's just like, so they're able to also embody this mindset of like, knowing that I'll be okay just because that's, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I hope we keep in touch and I am excited to see all of your rest of your travels. So if anybody wants to follow Carmen, go to Friendly Frequencies on Instagram and she has a podcast and all of the things, but just click that follow button so you can just keep feeling inspired to go out and live your best life. And also just to make sure you're still going to be alive and (laughs) like, 
and <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be amazing. And we should do this again. At, let's do this again in like two years. Okay. I mean, okay. let's make plans and for in two years from now, see where you're at and we can catch up. And cause I, I want to hear about New Zealand. I want to hear about mm-hmm. how plans have changed and you decided to go live in Taiwan for three months. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. And I'm just going to say it now for the, just for the record. And then well, it'll be funny because then I'll, you know, I'll listen to this again. And then in like two years, we'll see, okay, did I actually like, or yeah, how different is what I'm doing now from what I plan to do? And also yep. like, what goals have I reached that I like? So, you know, cause two years ago when I found your podcast, I set the goal, I'm going to be on the Artist Academy podcast before you, way long <laughs> before you knew me, like a year, a year or two before you even knew who I was. I'm like, I'm going to be on her podcast and look at me now, like I'm on it. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so this is exciting, but my plan for, so where I see myself in two years, let's see if how it goes, but is that my podcast is like, is right now is my top priority and I'm still going to be doing murals, but I see it like, yeah, murals, podcasts, and eventually public speaking and writing books. Yeah. Just like raising the vibration of the planet. So in two years, we'll see how far along I've come with that. And I'm really excited to talk to you again about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. I like the thing that pops in my head. I'm like, you're probably going to be like an aerialist yoga instructor that travels (laughs) like something weird like that, but cool. (laughs) Yes. Yes. yes, We will continue to raise the vibration of the planet. I love that. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your night. It's nice time where you are morning where I yes. am which is cool yeah we'll keep in touch and yeah thank you so much awesome thank you so much Andrea I really appreciate you having me on here this was amazing that's a wrap thanks for listening to another episode of the artist academy podcast if you've liked this episode and you've liked the tips and inspiration that you've gotten from it then i want to encourage you to join our artist academy advanced membership we are currently going through the yearly fourth quarter success plan designed to help you the artist in need of a little marketing direction make money with your art during the most profitable time of year if there's ever a time to double down on your art business business efforts with promoting and pitching and sending out the emails that you know you need to send out and creating holiday window art and getting clear on what you're offering this holiday season and communicating that effectively with your audience now is that time. Every year I double down on my efforts to sell during the fourth quarter and every year I get better and better at it and make even more money than any year prior. For example, like my yearly sale where I started off making $1,000 in one day the first year I tried this. Then the next year got even better, tweaked my messaging a little bit and made $3,000 in one day. And then the following year made $5,000 in one day selling the art that was just sitting on my website that nobody had yet purchased just by enhancing my marketing and promotion efforts with this fourth quarter success plan. Every year I give you the exact game plan that I'm using refined by years past in the form of step-by-step videos and templates for you to use to sell your unique art. Whether it be originals, prints, or my favorite, murals. I make it really easy for you (laughs) to get some help with your art business plan during this very timely part of the year. Go to artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co or click the link below in the notes to apply and join our group of highly encouraging artists from all over the world. Again, it's artistacademy.co and I'll see you inside the membership for our fourth quarter success plan.